0: hello 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 this is Raptors Report, and you are reacting to i am reacting to i need to come up with an intro man this is a a new podcast so it's 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 all coming together as i'm putting it together i'm i've tried to film a a good intro for the last like 10 minutes maybe uh but i'm just i'm just gonna keep rolling from here so yeah we we lost this game um it really wasn't a bad loss. In fact, I'd I'd say this was probably our best loss, um, because I mean the Suns played an an incredible game. They played fantastically. They shot the lights out. Um, the Raptors they made mistakes, a lot of the same mistakes we've been making, but I mean certainly less so than we have uh, in a lot of these other games. And um, you know we we got actually like good performances out of the guys that were counting on for the most part uh fred van vliet um didn't play as well as uh most of the starters but um you know he he was he was pretty good honestly 13 4 and 7 pretty solid all-around game from him and then kyle lowry pascal and og i would say they were certainly uh the bulk of what the team was doing today and uh it, it looked good it looked good for the most part um Kyle had 24, 9, and 6, so pretty average Kyle Lowry game. Um, he was taking it hard to the rim, man, and I like that. I like it when he uh, when he puts the onus of attacking the rim on himself and he sort of sets the tone for the team like that. You could tell it was really infectious because it seemed like people were making a point to to attack the rim, and, and I thought it was very effective. Uh, Pascal in that same sense uh did very well today. He had probably his best game of the season uh from a scoring perspective at least. Um he's, you know, had better games facilitating. Um at least in terms of getting assists, but I I would say even in today's game he he passed the ball very well. Uh yeah, he he was just super aggressive attacking the rim today and it's like where has that been all of this time? I don't know. It's it's incredible, honestly, because he looked pretty much unguardable out there, just getting runway to the rim and you know switching hands and fl- spin moves and euro steps. It was it was great. I I was legitimately like, is this the same guy I've been watching for the last like year? Just struggle to put points up. Um, so I mean, yeah, very very happy with Pascal's performance. Missed a few free throws. Uh only shot 1 for 4 from 3. Those are, you know, not not optimal, but I mean you you take what you, you can get from Pascal at this point. Plus, I mean, yeah, like I said, overall pretty good game from him. 32 points. That was like he was the bulk of the offense for most of the game. And honestly, I felt when the offense was able to just sort of run through him, uh you, he gets the post, he posts up. Um he by the way, I in my last episode, I I said Pascals post game is a little disappointing to me. Um but I mean apparently he heard me uh, cuz I mean he he was he was posting up very effectively today. Uh even on, you know, guys that are, you know, potentially supposed to be able to stay in front of him, you know, stronger guys like Jay Crowder and uh and Mikhail Bridges, he was just posting them up pretty regularly and uh just getting whatever he wanted in there, man. And I I hope that's more of what we can see. Um but yeah, Good good game from Pascal, good game from Fred. OG, OG just had a really good game of just being in the right spots. He he would be in the corner when somebody was driving in, and he could hit that open three. Uh, he had a bunch of just dunks in this game. Like He had a couple of dunks where he was just sort of standing under the basket, waiting for the dump-off pass. He played the center position pretty well offensively today, I would say. Um, and defensively, actually. Um, the the small ball lineup came out pretty early uh, in the fourth. Um, and, I mean, I think we saw a little bit of it in the second as well because, I mean, we, we just got absolutely nothing from Baines once again. And, yeah, you can really see Nick Nurse is uh, running out of patience with Baines. And, I mean, I think he echoes a lot of the fan base because – uh Aaron Baines in his thirteen minutes today put up zero points and five boards, O of two shooting, uh turned the ball over a couple of times. Just just a lot of um the thing is, Aaron Baines, I think he could actually be a very good addition to this team. I think he could be maybe not the perfect big man, but an an effective big man for what this team wants to run. Uh just for, you know, twenty 25 minutes a game I think he could be great um but he has to learn how to you know catch the ball and secure the ball with both hands it's it's like his hands are made of uh steel of just just concentrated steel I don't know what it is he he can't catch it's just the ball's bouncing off his hands every time he gets it so I mean that's uh that's not great you you would hope that you know, as OG plays that position a little bit more, he, he gets a little bit sort of stronger, just more physical. Because I, I think that's the main issue with OG playing the five. Not a lot of other teams are going to just run out uh, a small ball four or a small forward to play at the five like that. So, you know, if if we're going to be running that, OG's got to be strong. Uh, I think Pascal also took a lot of the responsibilities of playing the five in that fourth quarter, like... um. Like you know not maybe not like in the in the box score or whatever, but he was certainly like you know guarding Ayton and uh grabbing boards in the in the fourth, so i mean i I thought that looked good, and i i'm I'm looking forward to seeing what that lineup looks like uh with more minutes and just sort of uh more refining of of what they do together. Norm off the bench played a pretty not bad game um like not great he went 2 of 7 so not great but he was attacking the line it was i mean attacking the rim getting to the line and uh it was it was helpful um like you know i i assume eventually he's going to remember how to finish layups and stuff um what it seems mostly to me is that he gets such a head of steam going to the basket and i mean uh i don't know sometimes it just seems like maybe his touch isn't as good as it was last year maybe sometimes it seems like he he's fast but he's not as fast as he was or he's not as uh just sort of vertical and athletic as he was last year i i don't know what it is i don't know what it is with norm but i mean um not not an awful game from him not a great one uh missed a couple of threes down the stretch yeah not not a great one but not awful and that's all you can uh for <laughs> with with this team at this point. Uh Chris Boucher off the bench. Pretty standard Chris Boucher game. Um didn't really get to do that much, but um he, he he was fine out there. He made some threes, uh rolled to the basket once or twice. Just just the standard Chris Boucher experience. And I mean it it's starting to look like Aaron Baines in that starting spot is not working. Uh and I would really not have any problems if they wanted to move Boucher up there. Uh of course that that does give us the size issue again, but I mean, uh we're we're just playing with what we got at this point. And uh yeah. Um other than that, not a lot to say. The bench really wasn't that good in this game. The the commentators were talking about it all game, but yeah, the, the difference in bench production between these two clubs was pretty huge. Phoenix got, uh, I'm looking at it, and I'm trying to do math. It looks like almost, yeah, okay, they got 42 points out of their bench, um, whereas we got like much less than that. We we got about 24 points off of our bench. So almost half, a little bit more than half of what they got. Um, and I mean, it's, it's it's tough for starters to fill all of that production sometimes, especially when... You know, one of the starters is giving us a big zero ball, <laughs> uh, pretty much every night. So I I really don't know. I really don't know what to what to make of that. Uh Utah Watanabe was actually one of the first guys off the bench today. And I I think he, you know, made the most of his minutes. Um there were certainly some mistakes uh on both ends of the ball. But I mean what Nick Nurse was talking about with uh Utah's just sort of uh competitiveness on, on defense. He he's hustling. He's trying to get boards. Um and I think that's, you know, kind of just what we need, uh, off the bench. He came in to this game. Uh he just came in and shot a three pretty much immediately, popped it, looked good. Uh he had another move a little later in the game. He was out for three, gave gave him a little uh show and go or uh like a pump fake show and go drives it to the rim, but it uh, doesn't finish the layup. I think he was just sort of uh, he wasn't like fouled or anything. I, I think he just sort of didn't expect to get to the basket like that. But yeah, I mean, positive signs from Utah. Um, I'm not sure what any of these bench guys are ultimately going to be. But, um, you know, if, if Utah can be somebody that comes in and just hustles and plays the four for us and, you know, can hit some threes. That would be perfect. I think that's a lot of what we need off the bench. Um, Malachi Flynn as well. (laughs) Got a few minutes in this game. And I do mean a few. He only uh, popped up in the first quarter, played about four minutes of three. Still hasn't made a shot in the NBA yet. So, I mean, uh, that's a little disconcerting. But, I mean, it, it, you, you can't be too mad at him, right? He's he's kind of just not a part of the rotation. He's coming in, uh, and then there's just a lot of stuff going on. There's really not a lot of opportunity for him. And, I mean, I still think he's a talented player. I think he's going to be pretty good as our backup point guard just with time. Uh, he's still a young guy. He's only 22. A lot of people see 22 on a rookie and just think, like, oh, well, He's clearly all that he is and ever is going to be uh, today. And I simply don't think that's true, uh, especially with a guy like Malachi Flynn. He looks really talented. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a loss. Uh, I can't be as mad about losses as I have been <laughs> in these previous episodes, just because I, I mean, like, I think at this point you have to accept that the Raptors certainly have a ceiling as a team. Um I think that the floor could be a lot higher than what we've been putting out but I mean there is sort of uh a, an, an upper limit to our capabilities to beat teams and I mean especially when we're uh when we're just getting outshot by Phoenix like that I mean Phoenix made almost uh I think they made about 21 22 threes in this game it was pretty crazy and I mean uh a lot of that is also on us um like I don't think that the defense on the three-point line was particularly good. A lot of the time, dudes were just getting really good open looks. Uh, Jay Crowder was able to, you know, just stand out on the outside and pop threes whenever he wanted to. Part of the issue there is uh, the lack of defensive rebounding. Um, you know, Ayton was able to really just get on boards today. Uh, <laughs> I remember in the first quarter... Um, one of the first possessions. It was either the first or like second possession. Uh, they take it up. Baines is in the middle. They miss a shot. Aiden gets the board. <laughs> miss another shot. Aiden gets the board. Miss another shot. Someone else gets the board. And all the whole time, Baines is just standing there with that with that straight face, just just confused. Uh, so I mean you. You, you we we need to be better on on that and it it ended up with them getting an open 3 cuz i mean that's that's what happens when when you're constantly having dudes need to sort of agitate to the ball to get the board and then uh the other guys get the ball and you know they can just swing the ball around look for an open shot and, and you know that that that's how people end up being late on rotations and that's how open 3s get generated so i mean securing, securing the board is going to be really important to the defensive scheme of what we do here. Um, but yeah, not to, not to come off topic here, but I I just don't think there's that much else to say about this game. But I mean, uh, I think, I think there are, um, there are some, some options for what we could do in order to, to alleviate what's going on at center. Um, so, the first thing, of course, would just be to like package some guys together in a trade for some starting center out there um a few guys that might be available or at least um somebody that we could uh put something together for, maybe a guy like Cody zeller uh even even a guy like Hassan Whiteside well mm mm mm. Mm. Nah, no. Nah, I take that back. I don't think Hassan Whiteside would be good for this team because I don't think Dick Nurse would even uh, play him. He doesn't He doesn't give enough effort on defense. Uh, so, I mean, that might not be effective. But, I mean, there are so many starting centers out there that are, like, considered pretty replaceable by their team, I think. Uh, and I don't think it would take many assets for us to put that, uh, put that together. Like, I think even if we were to trade a draft pick, although it – we might not want to trade draft picks yet, um, but yeah, I I think that we could we could get a guy off of a trade. We could still sign one of these dudes that's out here. Rondé is apparently a free agent. I, I had no idea. Uh, I thought the Timberwolves signed him. Apparently, they waived him pretty early on, which I think was dumb of them. And I think it's kind of dumb of us to not even like he should he shouldn't be on the market right now. He should be on the team, um, but. Hey, <laughs> I, I'm not Masai. Masai knows what he's doing. I'm sure. Um, John Henson also out on the market. Uh, I I'm a huge advocate for what he would bring to uh, this roster, just as a defender, as a rebounder, uh, pick and roll guy. I I don't know. There's there's a lot of options. I think, and I mean, if if we want to just sort of lean into the small ball thing, uh. I think I think that we would also need to be thinking about like you know maybe replacing some of the size that we give up in Fred and Kyle um not not necessarily that like I would want to trade either of those guys I mean uh the thing about trading Lowry is um you people have said maybe we should trade Lowry this season I'm not of that camp I think that you know even if we uh were to just lose out this season. Um if if Kyle wants to leave, that's that's what it is. I don't think we were gonna get a fair compensation from Lowry. But if we were to lose out this season, that doesn't disqualify us from coming back next year. I don't think this roster is as bad as they've performed. Um and I think that having Kyle on the roster next year, um and in perpetuity really as a Raptors uh, legend really would be not only good for culture, but I mean, yeah, I think it would bring us wins. Um, and then you know, Freddie. I don't know what the solution is there, because it it would be a really tough sell to ask Freddie to come off the bench at this point. Kyle's sort certainly not about to. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's just a lot of size we give up. I think I think what would be helpful is that maybe if instead of norm at that three position when we're playing the small ball lineup if we could just get another forward that's like really big (laughs) um like even a guy like uh i don't know like a jared vanderbilt or like i don't know ronde Hollis jefferson would be perfect honestly in that small ball lineup but I I don't know. There's 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 a lot of options out there and I'm really wondering why Masai wouldn't uh jump on some of them. But you know, I I would predict uh it's it's going to be hard for me to see this team uh just sort of standing as it is. Uh I, Masai's really not the kind of guy who wants to just tread water and, you know, be bad or be m- mediocre. Like he's He's made trades before to either, you know, we're going to tank or we're going to be good. Uh, so I, I would predict we're probably going to be looking at some sort of center trade eventually in the season. Uh, I'm not sure when the, the trading deadline is, but uh, certainly before then, I would hope. But uh, yeah, um, just uh, a, honestly, not a bad game from the Raptors. I think this is really a game and the celtics game before it was really a game in which you could just say that we lost like we were just beaten by a a team that played superior to us um and i mean that's that feels a lot better than just sort of these games where the raptors are just bumbling around and making mistakes and ruining themselves i mean the last the last minute wasn't perfect in this game uh the the clutch execution was well actually I I would say that we generated some pretty good looks in the in the clutch it's just you know you have to make those shots and I mean in the last couple of minutes it, it got tougher so overall not too not too upset with this loss uh but I mean you know every loss brings us a little bit closer to uh Cade Cunningham I'm pretty sure this actually drops us to the worst record in the league so that's That's interesting. That's uh, really not the spot I (laughs) predicted. Um, But hey, uh, I think that there's really nowhere to go but up from here. Either either we lose out and we get that draft pick and, you know, fade for Cade is what it is. And I mean, Cade Cunningham looks like a good player. Uh, (laughs) Getting a little bit more involved with this draft stuff lately. Cade Cunningham looks good. A lot of those guys at the top of the lottery look good. And I mean surely in the raptors system they would play very well but then again you have to wonder is nick nurse even gonna <laughs> give them minutes who knows um but yeah i think that's i think that's a good place to end it so decent loss uh hopefully we can tighten it up uh get a few wins on this western conference road trip